It wasn't the answer, it was the stepping stone to my vision of what my life wanted to be. I Believe in You with Lizelle Hartley. Hello and welcome to I Believe in You, the podcast that helps you to set your goals and plan your journey to achieve them. I'm Lizelle Hartley, a business and personal mentor and author of the Discovery Journal, I Believe in You. This episode, we are talking about how to control your direction. We will be talking with our guest, Elaine Freiser, author of the beautiful book series, international speaker and mentor to upcoming writers. Elaine controls her direction by deciding what is important in each season of her life. You will be hearing more from her shortly. We have 8,760 hours in our year, and most of the time when you talk to people, they say that they don't have enough time. What do you spend your time on? Why do you always feel busy? Do you allow your busy life to give you the feeling, I don't have enough time? The last six months, you had 4,380 hours to spend. How many of those hours did you really enjoy? 50 to 60% of people spend most of their time on things they don't enjoy and don't make them happy. It is not always possible to change your job, but you are in control of the feelings and your mindset. Sometimes a small unhappiness can snowball into an unhappy circumstance We are fortunate to be in a position to earn ourselves a salary, to help us to create a lifestyle. Next time you spend money, pay rent, buy food, enjoy entertainment, be thankful for the privilege that you had that you can make an income. This will help you to be more positive towards your job. We are so trapped in our busy lives that we tend to only focus on tomorrow, next week or next month. We never really stop and think about where our lives are moving to. Even if it happened that you never reach your dream, you have had the enjoyment of the journey. Someone with a very interesting journey through life is our guest today, She also shares some of her experiences through her books as a writer. Welcome, Elaine. Give me your version of Elaine Fraser as a mentor and author. Hi, Lizelle, and thank you so much for having me. Um, My vision of being a writer is to actually tell stories that help people to change their life, as you've just been discussing in your introduction. Um, I think that a lot of people do uh, get into jobs that they maybe not enjoy, but we all need to live and we all need to eat and earn money and and support Mm -hmm. our families. But at the same time, I think, as you said, in the number of hours that we have in a day, we can actually plan around that and enjoy our lives. And so my writing and the mentoring I do is to help people to uh, realize their dreams of writing a book and to actually have some enjoyment. So out, even outside of their work, even if they're not full-time writers, we all have a story to tell. 
Yes, no, definitely agree with that. So Elaine, would you say, are you living life or is life living you right now? I think it's an interesting question during these COVID days because I think if you asked me this question 18 months ago, I would say that I'm definitely living life. Um, however, life circumstances have changed my life dramatically. Normally, we would spend three, four months a year traveling around the world doing all sorts of interesting projects and meeting people. And I have a, a, an extensive international community. And when the world shut down last year, I had just flown back from London for an unexpected work meeting and said to my son, I'll be back in six weeks to see you. And next minute, the world shut down. So I think it's for me, it's been a really interesting lesson because we have lived our lives. And when I say we, my husband and I have lived our lives being free to do all the things that we want to do and living our dreams. And then all of a sudden we're stuck at home and living a completely different life. So we ha it took us a while, but we had to come back to that idea. Is COVID going to run our life? Is it just because we can't travel? How can we still live our life? So it's a very interesting question. Yes, I must agree that COVID had changed a lot of, if not everyone's life. But can you identify what season you're in now? I see this season as definitely a season of building legacy. I feel very strongly that this season is about uh, consolidating all the wisdom and experience and, and things that I'm grateful that I've been able to do over the years and hopefully share that through my writing and through mentoring uh, particularly younger women in their 20s and 30s and just helping them to see that, you know, um, to live their lives better. And I think that this stage of life for me, therefore, is sowing into other people and hopefully living a, leaving a legacy behind. So it's a season of great growth. I'm a believer in lifelong learning. I think we never stop learning. I am always studying something, whether it's an online course at the moment or going to in-person courses. But for me at this age, I don't have time to waste. I've realized when you're younger, you, you go off running around doing all these different things like, you know, go in that direction, this direction, say yes to absolutely everything. In this stage of life, I have very careful yeses. And when I say yes, I'm all in because I feel that sense of I've got about 20 years of really effective stuff I want to do in my life. And part of that is leaving a legacy. So I cannot waste my time doing things I don't want to do. I love it. And I think it's good, even if a younger age, if you can make that decision, that part of my dream is to leave a legacy. Because in your early 20s, you just think what life is all about for me. But you would know as we are reaching our 50s and older, it's not about what's in it for me. It's what can I leave behind that makes a difference. So that is a very good point that part of your dream, part of your dream board need to have somewhere a place to say, what is the legacy 
that this specific dream is going to leave behind for my family, my friends, or for the world. So, Elaine, how do you do your dream boards? Do you do it visually? Is it just something in your mind? Do you stipulate it? Do you do pictures? How do you do yours? I think it very much depends on your personality. And my personality is I love having lists and quite ticking things off and you know, following uh, this, then this, then this, then this, and what's happening. And other people love having like whole pictures on boards and pictures of houses they want to live in or places they want to go or people they want to meet, all that sort of thing. Um, So for me, uh, the list has been a very transformative part of my life. When I was, I was used to be a high school teacher and I used to teach English. And one of the activities I did with my year 12 students before they finished was to get them to write a list of 100 things they wanted to do in their life. And then I would tell them about the rule. And the rule was that once you cross something off, you had to add something else. So you're building a never ending bucket list in your life. And as I was sitting there as a teacher thinking, well, I am telling my students to do this, I should do it too. And as I started going on, I realized, am I doing all these things or am I not? And I actually made a big decision and quit teaching a job I absolutely loved. And I didn't quit it because I didn't enjoy it, but I wanted to write and I wanted to do other things. So the list was a little uh, stepping stone It wasn't the answer. It was the stepping stone to my vision of what my life wanted to be. The other step that uh, we took was that we started making appointments for adventure. My husband was running a very successful business and it was very full on working six days a week and long hours volunteering outside of that. So we had very little spare time, but we decided that We got our big year planner out and once a month we would put in what we called an adventure. So if he had a business trip to Sydney, for instance, he would add an extra day and then we'd go off and do something different. So at the end of the year, we could look back and have 12 big adventures that we wouldn't normally have had. Now, adventures is a is a big word but it could have been for instance one weekend we had frequent flyer points so we flew to Uluru did the walk around the base of that drove over to Kings Canyon did the canyon walk all in one weekend and flew home now for us that was a huge adventure didn't cost us much because we had the frequent flyer points etc but we did 12 of those things every year involved our kids at that time who were young adults um, as well when we could Um, and taught them that adventure is something you can actually plan for because we think adventure can just happen to us or once a year in a four-week holiday. Well, I think life needs more punctuation marks than that along the way. So, um, yeah, so my I don't – I have created vision boards in the past, but for me actually writing things on a calendar – is a much more practical and realistic way of actually making sure things do happen. So when you write it on a calendar, 
Do you write it next to a specific date? Yes. So you pick your dates and your time. Yes. So does it mean it has to happen before that or you actually stipulated in that day I'm doing that? Yes. We look at the year and we actually blank out weekends or times when we are going to do something very specific as much as possible, especially when we were running the businesses and, and teaching, etc. We couldn't just go whenever we wanted to. So we had to say, right, even if we didn't know exactly what we were going to do, we'd block out four days and say that is an adventure long weekend or, or whatever. Um, but I think if you don't plan for it, it doesn't happen. So that's where the list for us was like a big overarching thing that was dateless. But then we had to translate that to the calendar to actually make it happen. I agree. If you don't plan for it, it definitely don't happen. So tell me, is it a teacher that come out of you that you gave them a list of 100 things to do? Because in my mind, I would have think 10 or 20 is enough. So why did you decide it on 100? I think 100 takes you out of your comfort zone because even for me, sitting down and writing 100 things I want to do in my life was really hard. And trying to think of a hundred things was um, almost impossible. So I think, yes, maybe as a teacher, I wanted to push them to think more outside the boundaries, but for myself as well. But I think you also, um, and one thing that uh, is another step in that is, well, you look, you break it down into tens. So what are your spiritual goals? What are your family goals? What are your goals for your friendships? What are your goals for travel? What are your goals for your business? You can break it down into parts that make it easier than just a random hundred list. And it will be less overwhelming. Yes, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I absolutely love that. And I love the fa fact that you say, pushing yourself a little bit out of your comfort zone. Yes. So if I can just ask you, what is your favorite part of life right now? Right now, because of COVID and having, I mean, we're here in Western Australia with hardly any lockdowns really compared to everyone else but I think the last year has shown me the value of actually being with people in the room we've had so many zoom meetings I catch up with my international community on skype or zoom or whatever avenue and I just want to hug those people I want to touch them I want to be in the same room I want to share experiences with them I want to have that experience of from a creative point of view from other writers to bounce off each other. And I think it's made us more aware and more intentional of putting into our calendar catch-ups with people in person, dinners with people in person. Um, because I think, again, when we go back to the list idea, if we don't put it in the calendar, time goes past if we don't catch up with someone this week, we could be in lockdown next week. So if the opportunity comes up, what I'm enjoying is saying yes to yes. those things rather than going, I'm too tired, I can't be bothered, um, I've got lots of things to do. So seeing people um, mm. at the moment is my biggest joy. And I must say, I've got a friend, whenever you have the thing that you say, 
we're going to catch up or let's catch up. She bring her phone out and she make an appointment there mm. and then. And that even for me is a big lesson because if you don't make that appointment and book it in there and then, next time you're going to see them and say, we have to catch up. And yes. that happened all the time. That become a phrase and say, every time you see each other, you say, we have to catch up. But if you do it right there and then and book it mm. in again, put it on the calendar. I mm. like that mm. philosophy that you had. Stipulate yep. it out on the calendar, booked it in. Yes. Elaine, what is your favorite phrase that you would like to share with the world? Um, my favorite phrase is one that um, I've been... It's only new, <laughs> but it's I'm making space for the unknown future to fill up my life with yet to come surprises by Elizabeth Gilbert. Beautiful. Thank you, Elaine, for joining me today. If you would like to find out more about Elaine, you can find her details in the description. One key point to take away today is to make a point in your daily life to spend time doing the things that make you happy and take you closer to achieving your dream. The task we give you is to create a journey map filled with your dreams, no matter how big or small. If you would like to get in touch or discuss anything from this episode, you can find contact details in the podcast description. This podcast is proudly sponsored by our local Bendigo Bank Mobile Relationship Manager. Next time, we will be talking about taking on challenges with our guests, Renee Leslie and Jade Sibley. Thank you for listening and good luck on your journey. I believe in you.